but but when there's the barbecue, it's right there, and I've been wanting that for a long time. It's hard to, I couldn't mm-hmm. eat both, you know. You're paying for me, but I can't order two oh, that's true. sandwiches. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> kind of rude. That, that would have been a double or nothing day. Yeah. <sighs> do one of those soon. Good evening. It is November 9th. Tenth. Ninth. Ninth. I think it's it is the ninth. Yeah. Oh, tenth. They don't. They don't right. pay us to keep track of days. We're the role players. When this comes out, it'll be the tenth. That's <laughs> 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 what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, Arthur Mosley and my friend Daniel Allen. We are the role players. You can find us on Twitter at the Role Players One. R O L E P L A Y E R S and the number one. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, the Role Players, and also on SoundCloud. Uh, we are not SoundCloud artists, but uh, you can find us there. Download any podcast from the past. As long as we pay our bills there, they will be up for your listening <laughs> enjoyment. Um, if you want to go back and listen to our ACC preview, you I, can. I, I would advise you not to do that. <laughs> if you have had trouble getting to sleep <laughs> and insomnia has been a problem and you need something to just knock you right out, yes, listen to that ACC preview and, Absolutely. and listen to the Virginia depth chart breakdown. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Although Virginia got a big win over Georgia Tech this week. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mean to kind of segue into there and bring that up, but... I did. They did. I they did. did. The Cavaliers yeah. with the... Statement win. Pretty exciting game for if you're a... Because it was on replay, and you watched it again, yeah, I watched a little you? bit of the end of that game on replay. I wanted to see exactly where it was that Georgia Tech broke down and if Ricky June was actually inbounds, you know, when he caught the pass. It was fourth and, I think, fourth and 12. And Are we really talking about that game? One of the biggest games of the weekend, yes. Was it? Yeah. For, <laughs> for, some, for, for some reason, we overlooked it on our breakdown. I don't know why. Yeah, we missed that. Why are we... Uh, well, we'll get to Tech in a little right. bit. Let's get to a team that does suck. Uh, I know we didn't break them down, but Florida getting whitewashed by Missouri. Mm, Florida. Uh, yeah. You know, we were talking earlier uh, about Aaron Murray, you know, his comments he made about being from Florida and being a Georgia quarterback and and the debacle that's happening in Gainesville. And he said he's absolutely loving it. Um, you know, at, at some point, I, I, I love it. At some point, I feel maybe a tiny bit of sympathy for Gator fans, and then they open their mouth. I don't, yeah, I don't. So, it's, so I don't. You, so. They had, in a stretch of, what, four years, two football and two basketball national championships in, like, four or five years, mm-hmm. whatever, 2006, 2008, and mm-hmm. then their basketball team, was that 06 and 07? Yes. So that's in, in three years, essentially, four championships. I will never, never pity them, ever, because you don't – Oh, and they also won the College World Series this past year. So, yeah, if you needed I, forgive a, me for not feeling bad about Florida and their lack of success this oh year. Oh, my that, gosh. Um, if, I was thinking, I mean, I know Shannon put in Malik Zaire. It, I mean, is that – why? I mean, maybe for his short, for short term, and that's probably his vision since he's probably not going to be around. But, I mean, just leave Franks. As far as the benefit of the overall program, you're probably better off with playing Franks more and getting him as much experience as possible instead of Zaire, who's gone, and Shannon, who's gone. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be too happy if I were the Florida fan. Of course, Zaire did score a touchdown against us, so maybe you want to get him ready for FSU and at least beat them 
I mean, is that going to be a matchup of two? Who's more pathetic? Yeah. yeah. It's like that one of those, like, something's got to give games. you got teams that are so bad. Yeah. Something's got to give, right? Something's got to happen. Yeah. It'll probably be like a 6-6 game at the end of regulation. Yeah. Going to overtime. Uh, maybe they just flip a coin. This the winner <laughs> of the coin flip wins a game. I think yeah. that's how that one should end. Mm. I think Florida State will beat Florida. Yeah. And sticking in the state of Florida. Yes. The U with a big win. Big win for Miami. Uh I don't know if we call it a statement win, but definitely an impressive win. But, hey, listen, that, just from what I hear and and radio shows and TV and analysts and stuff, that is a big deal because it launched you up closer to, before that, y'all didn't, it was kind of along the same lines as Wisconsin where it you were saying undefeated, but they what have they done? But that right. that helps validate. That's I mean you'll have a huge chance to this weekend. Absolutely. But that's a good that's a great win. Great win for Miami. Great great effort on defense and really uh, good job of Miami scoring touchdowns. I think we only there there was only one possession. Well, that really stood out in my mind where Mark Rick did go forward on fourth down, didn't get it, um, and Virginia Tech turned them over on downs, but. You know, you're down there at the two-yard line, and your defense, you know, you, you believe your defense is going to be playing well. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so they really um, defensively had a great game plan. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a little bit more Travis Homer and see him in between the tackles. Miami's doing a lot of stretch. I feel like stretch runs, but uh, get that counter working again, and we'll see what happens because they got a big, big test this weekend. Is yeah. Notre Dame – Huge test. You know, are they the real deal? They look like it. Yeah, I think they are. I've been, you know, I've been sleeping on them all season. I know, and I've been kind of saying, hey, I think they're better than people (laughs) think they are. And they they are. They've rolled over. They're averaging something like 420 rush yards per game or something outlandish Mm -hmm. um, in every game outside of the Georgia win. So they're just steamrolling people on the ground. Yep. So we shall see. Uh what else? Big 12. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. It's like 6,000 yards, actually 598 yards passing. But His Heisman grab. Yes. What did we talk about uh, earlier today? Uh, well, he's he passed for 598. That must mean he's the Heisman Lock him runner. up. <laughs> Lock him up because quarterbacks have such a larger margin for error in the Heisman race than a running back. That's what we were talking about today is – if you're running back, you got to put up close to 200 all-purpose yards and score touchdowns every, every game. Week. Because if yes. you have one game where you rush for 75 yards, <laughs> the committee's just like, uh-uh, no. We're not voting for you. Right. You're not the best you player. You plummet down, you know. Right. Uh, how are, How is he even still first string? Right. You know? I mean, so. And a lot of times I feel like it's like the, the you're the, it's the, it, is it just the best player in college football or the best player on the best team? I mean, I always thought That's it was like just the best the player. That's like the MVP, right, of the best team is what right. it has become. Right. It should just be the best player. Like yes. If, if uh, you know. Uh, Remember when Ndamukong Sue was in, in the a finalist. Right. You could argue he was the best player. Right. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. It shouldn't. It shouldn't come down to. The Heisman's got to come from a top five, top ten team. I don't remember what Louisville was last year when Lamar won it, but he was he was putting up such crazy numbers that didn't really. Yeah, you couldn't argue one way or the other yeah. for anybody else. 
But uh, in years where you don't have a clear-cut standout guy like that that just dominates, then the it does. It's just the best player on the best team, offensive and, player on the right. best team. And man, let's you know, Baker Mayfield's not on the best team, right? He's maybe on the best team in the in the Big Twelve. But, He's a beast. Uh, nonetheless, Oklahoma is sitting at number five in the latest um, ranking um, mm-hmm. playoff college football playoff ranking. Waiting for Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, or Georgia to falter. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, this is what I briefly mentioned to you before we came on here: is um, if Oklahoma beats TCU this week, I don't see how they don't jump Clemson. I think they would. I don't know if TCU would jump Clemson. They might, but I mean, if Oklahoma beats TCU, I mean, what is Clemson? They beat Auburn. They beat who's their other big wins? Anybody? Um, well, Louisville at the time. You Not Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> NC State. It's a big loss. It's a good one. But, but man, what Oklahoma's done, beating Ohio State, and then they will have beaten TCU, beat Oklahoma State, that's more impressive than anything Clemson's yeah. done. Uh, Clemson would have to, uh, I believe they'd have to win out and then win the ACC title to get back, even if um, even if Oklahoma jumps in this week. They need, so they would need, the ACC really needs for both Miami and Clemson to win out, uh, yeah, in, in, to the to the title game. Um, that I think that's the only way you guarantee an ACC team in there. Uh, once one school that we don't believe, or one conference we don't believe, will get back in there is the Big Ten. The Big Ten, and it's oh. crushing to our hearts to to see the Big Ten might be on the outside looking in. Yes. I love yes. it. Love it. Yes. I was sitting there in the uh, – I went to the Georgia-South Carolina game. So I'm sitting in Sanford, and all I see is the little ribbon because the reception's terrible. So the little ribbon scores pop up, and it was like, you know, Ohio State, Iowa, you'd see whatever, 17, 14, 17. And, and then Iowa's number just kept climbing. Yeah, climbing, 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 and climbing. And then Penn State, Michigan State was just tied most of the time until I left, and I got a call that they won, but – Oh, that's those two because I I thought for sure Ohio State was in. Yeah. And they, hey, that there goes my chances of of nailing the champion national champion prediction from the start of the year. I have to go back. And I couldn't I think, be happier. I think all my teams are out. I think I had Auburn, Florida State, Ohio State, and USC. USC. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, here we go. If you want your team to do well, <laughs> ask me to pick against them. <laughs> I I wield amazing power when hey, it comes. Well, Auburn could still get into it. Yeah, they, they could. They beat Georgia. They'd have to beat Bama, win the SEC title. Like you game. said, possible, not probable. Yes, but if they beat Bama, Georgia, Georgia or Georgia, Bama, Bama. I mean Georgia, Bama, Georgia. It's right. hard to say that back to back over and over again. Georgia, Bama, Georgia. They'd be in. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Can't. Yeah. There's no way Ohio State's jumping them then, right? Mm-mm. So who else? Any big movers? Um. In the top 15, Michigan yeah. State with a little jump. They got a little jump with the win over Penn State. Um, Oklahoma State bumping down to 15. Yeah. USC, for some reason, they're there. Washington, uh, there's an intriguing game. We I know we did talk about the Pac-12. They've got a Friday night date with Stanford, and we know what happens on Friday nights. Yeah, so weird things, and yeah. they're on the road. Yeah. That's been the recipe for, for disaster Absolutely. Year. So Washington, a lot of things have to have to fall their mm-hmm. way. They were one of my playoff teams too. Um, 
they got to beat Stanford, they got to win the Apple Cup, and then they got to beat Utah. Hope Wisconsin, Miami, TCU, Oklahoma, and Clemson slip up. Mm-hmm. It could happen, right? Yeah, could happen. Uh, possible, not probable. Um, so the Irish there, Clemson there. I, I'm yeah. so I'm on the record saying I don't think Clemson's there next week, just because I think Oklahoma will jump them, mm-hmm. and then they will have a chance to climb back into it. Because this committee, it it seems from everything we've heard them say this year, that they put the most emphasis on big wins. Yes, they said that. Georgia's win over Notre Dame was the was the biggest win that anybody's had on yes. yeah on the season, and that's the difference between us and Bama. So I mean that's a big, so it's not as much the eye test and all that mm-hmm. for them. It's what have you done? Who have you beaten? And so I'm what I'm saying is if you're number five and you beat number six, and Clemson's going to go play awful FSU in their eyes in that moment, you would have to think Oklahoma's ahead of Clemson. It's a more impressive win, right? Too bad, bad, so sad. And then, you know, with you're looking at game against the Citadel, Mm -hmm. it's not really impressive to anybody. No. And then you've got your rival in South Carolina, who, um, well, it's an SEC team, and I'm sure ACC teams would would love nothing more than uh, those conference people would love nothing more than the Clemson Tigers to beat South Carolina. Uh, I'm a Miami guy. So I couldn't care less. Right. Uh, I want everybody in front of me to lose. Uh-huh. But that's me pulling for my team and not for my conference. So, so no ranked teams on the regular season schedule for Clemson no. to go out. So they're just going to need, like you said, Miami to to win out and take them down in the championship game. Yes. Right? Yes. That's an impressive win. Because they had, just looking at the schedules, they have a tougher road to me mm-hmm. um, to get in. Than any of the other top six. I mean, and then it becomes an interesting argument um, if TCU, let's just say Oklahoma beats TCU, jumps Clemson, Clemson moves to five. Miami, for some reason, let's just say they beat. And actually, if Miami beats Notre Dame, then that opens up room for both Clemson and Oklahoma, and it's a moot point, right? Yeah. That doesn't even matter. Uh, But if Miami, I think a Miami loss really hurts Clemson. Let's let's just put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. because they're kind of hanging around based on the zero at the mm-hmm. end, mm-hmm. more so than what people have think. I mean, it's just like Wisconsin at this point. They have a good win last week, but the Notre Dame game would really cement their spot up there um, in the top four, five, six. Yes. Uh, speaking of impressive wins, what do you think of Bama over LSU? You know, we, we were praying that uh, Nick would take a knee – and not yeah, because the cover. Um, he did finally. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, not all that impressive. I only saw parts of the fourth quarter because we didn't get back until it was well in hand. But to see that LSU outrushed them and outgained them, you wouldn't have. Nobody would have thought that was coming. Right. Right. So, and Sean Dion Hamilton out for the year. And uh, did they lose another guy that game? Another defender? I can't remember. I know, I don't. I know last Mac week. Wilson. Okay. Yeah, another linebacker. So that's four linebackers they've had out for the year. But there's no excuse. Everybody's got injuries, and you're you have the most talented team in the country with four and five stars everywhere. So there's no 
like we talked about it last today, that I've you've already started reading. Alabama's banged up. Are they now human? Are they, you know, they're banged up. Are they going to be, if that becomes the narrative that it's, oh, it's it's injured Alabama that's going to come out, right. you know, that's why they're losing. The, if full strength they would have won or whatever, it just sounds like an excuse making has started. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Injuries are Everybody's part of the game. Everybody's got them. Right? Injuries are a part of the game. Yeah. Uh, guys are playing hurt this part of the season. That's one of the things that to get to a title game, I think any any head coach will tell you, hey, we, we were healthy enough to get there need luck that's one thing about Georgia right now is there's no there's no real injuries it's the healthiest they've been all year which is it really is just a matter of luck I know they monitor you know in practice use GPS to monitor speeds and know whether to kind of take it down or or you know keep a uh, a fast pace and things like that and strength and conditioning but an ACL is just as much luck Bad luck, you know. Yeah. Somebody plants non-contact and it just snaps. We so. saw it a couple weeks ago with Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. I mean, non-contact drill and yeah, out for the season. So you're right. It takes it. It takes some luck on the injury front to be able to make these runs. So Alabama will get no sympathy. No. Uh. None. Zero. Uh, Clemson. We talked about them a little bit. They got a little bit of scare from North Carolina State. Uh, again, Lucky penalty there at the end to wipe out what it probably would have been set up the game tying touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, NC State plays them close, don't they? They just have kind of have their. I don't want to say have their number because it's not like they won, but they keep things interesting. Yes, yes. Must and then be. there was a a thing about Clemson had a laptop on the sideline, and Dave Doran was upset about it and wanted it investigated. And they asked Dabo about it, and he said, what I really want to know is, is is what happened to all our towels. Because apparently Bradley Chubb kept taking Kelly Bryant's towel. <laughs> and Dabo was like, do they have like a towel wall where they collect towels and put them up there? <laughs> they went back and forth. That's funny. Dabo can be a little low-key snarky, man. He's, he, every, I guess yeah. every coach needs that He's, at Man, some my point. favorite is when he said um, – you, you know, they Alabama. call themselves USC and Carolina. Well, USC is out in California. We've never played USC or Carolina because USC is out in California and, and Carolina's in Chapel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was one of the best. That was Spurrier-esque, you know? So Dabo with a little quick wit, man. But one of my, one of my he's a likable guy. Yeah, he is. Not not very threatening, I guess. Um, no, he's likable. Absolutely, love, I, you know, a guy I think I'd love for my kid to go play for if mm-hmm. my kid played. Well, we don't have to worry about that. So, <laughs> um, so Clemson surprise. What else she got from last week? Man, that's all I had. I mean, there's there's seven top ten match, top twenty five matchups. I think we get another seven this week if if I'm not mistaken. We're fantastic. We're slate. not going to review all seven after a few snoozer weeks early in the season. You know. Get some pretty good matchups. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a great one. Um, the yeah, the only thing I mean, like I said, I was I was on campus all day and getting didn't get to see much. Georgia had what I expected, which their spread was like twenty four, which was just way too high. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, a two touchdown win didn't. It never really felt like it was in doubt. I mean, they were pretty much in control. We did have our streak though broken. Um, red zone. Scoring, we mm. had we were a hundred percent on the year, and Terry Godwin fumbled down around like the five ten yard line, and that hurt. But if that's one of the the worst takeaways from from the game, you know, right. no complaints there. Right. So, 
we roll into a huge week. Huge week. Before we get started, there is one thing. I know we talked about this at lunch. I want to talk about it on the podcast, right? Early in the season, some very, 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 very confident Georgia Tech fans were kind of barking in our in my ear, um, and just want they were telling us, you know, after the Central Florida game was canceled because of the hurricane, I was like, oh, you guys might need that game. And Georgia Tech fans were like, oh no, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. There's nothing. There's no, you know, we won't need that game. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. We're, we're Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech needs to win two of their last three games to remain bowl eligible. Now, there's no guarantee they would have beat Central Florida because if I'm not mistaken, the Knights are undefeated. Uh, so there's no guarantee they would have beat Central Florida. But they have to beat Virginia Tech mm-hmm. and Duke or Virginia Tech and Georgia or Duke and Georgia. And if they can't win two out of the last three, they are not bowl eligible which is hard to do in this day and age yeah of nine thousand bowls six yeah right and some game so if they get five do you think they'll because in the past there's been teams that had five wins and for whatever reason like a game was canceled so do you think that like he did with the bye week situation do you think paul johnson would go to the powers that be and say listen we had one less game than everybody else we should get into a bowl with five wins Yep, I could see that happening. I don't know. Yeah, well, FSU rescheduled their game that was canceled. Right. Maybe Georgia and Tech a desperate play, play to get that extra week, that extra yeah. win. That's assuming they. Yeah, that's well, good for them. Yeah. So uh, we won't dwell on Tech anymore. I, I know I'm rubbing salt in some folks' wounds, so mm-hmm. I, I apologize. I, I feel but like it is interesting. I feel like we have been generous to Tech. Very generous. Early in the season, we, you know, we we thought they would be a team that can compete and be yeah kind of one B. Well, I called them one B in the ACC Coastal, but they just whatever. I haven't watched them enough to know why they're they're not winning games. But hey, I like it. How much would it suck though if Georgia? Not gonna happen. What were you gonna say? You. That's exactly where I was going. If they beat Tech. If Georgia Tech beats Georgia, yeah, and that's the one that puts them in the bowl game and and essentially knocks the Bulldogs out of, maybe knocks them out of. Let's go back to this um, that bet we made the Georgia Florida week. Yeah. So, Art, true to his word, took mm-hmm. me up on that today. Bought me Old Country Place for yep. lunch, and I was telling him there's in addition to the barbecue I always get. At Old Country Place, little ad here, there's a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And I was trying to decide which to pick. And then I told Art I really wanted to eat both of them. But that would not be nice if you right. just said, I'll buy you a lunch. I, I'm not going to buy two lunches. And right. you said, we need to do a double or nothing. Or something. We could, if Georgia, well, no, because I was going to say, if Georgia Tech beats Georgia, I'll buy you two lunches there. But no, just one. But, one. but on the flip side, you're not going to... It's not going to happen, and I'm not going to try to bait you into buying me more free lunch. So, no, that's there's no uh, literally in my mind, and I I am not overconfident about Georgia. I picked them to lose to Notre Dame. I'm this game scares me, and in years past, you know, I don't just pick Georgia to win every game. But those 
that that's largely the reason Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle came back is because they looked out and saw them tearing up the hedges and didn't want to go out like that. That is the last of four games on the Kirby Smart Revenge Tour, mm-hmm. which included Tennessee, Florida, Vanderbilt, and Georgia Tech. There is no way in hell those seniors all came back and they're going to go out and lose to Georgia Tech. And yeah. while we're getting a few weeks ahead here, but you brought it up. Zero percent. We will. Zero. Zero. What, what did I tell you about absolutes? Very okay. careful about absolutes. 0.0004% chance it happens. We'll check the point spread and we'll make that bet. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Okay. All right, let's move on. Yeah. This week we got five games we'll preview or mm-hmm. review or prognosticate or talk trash on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start. Start. Let's, do we want to start out west or the... Southwest. Yeah, I was gonna say Tech since I just ripped them, but um, yeah, we can let's, go out west and then come back to yeah, that one later. Let's, let's give the Tech fans a chance to catch their breath before yeah. we we get into that. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma, a seven point favorite on the road at TCU. Uh, man, Oklahoma looked real good last week in a game with very little defense. Um, Baker Mayfield, we mentioned before, five hundred ninety-eight yards, five touchdowns. This week going up against Kenny Hill, uh, Oklahoma really doesn't play a whole lot of defense anyway. No, they don't. One stat that I had seen is Texas Christians run defense. I think they're giving up 68 yards per game on the ground, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. That's, That's impressive. an impressive stat. Uh, and, and Oklahoma's got a couple of backs that can get it done or have been getting it done uh, over the uh, course of the season. So it'll be interesting to see. But if any team doesn't need the run, it's, it's Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. Yeah, it's that's a nice – it's such a great stab, but it's almost pointless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's another – you know, when the lights are bright, does – Does Baker step up yeah. and clinch the Heisman? Yeah. Probably. Let's, I think he will. I think he will. I, I like TCU, and I think they're tough, and Patterson's a great coach. But I just don't – I don't think they can keep – Oklahoma is just rolling right now. And I don't think – I don't think they can keep up with him and in scoring. I hope that's a Gus Johnson game again. And I'm sorry, I have that. I had that game misprinted. That game is at Oklahoma, not oh, at Texas Christian. So, even better. Yeah. So, um, Norman. Yeah. I'll. Um, that that makes me even more confident. I'll. I'll see. I had said Oklahoma 35-28. Um, I'll stick with that. Okay. Covers plus three. All right. 35 or. No, covers. That's, that's, that's a covers right? exactly. Right, right. The line seven. So I, yeah, give me Oklahoma by a touchdown. Could be more. And I like Oklahoma to win by ten, thirty-four, twenty-four. Um, so now that we put, uh, you know, I've got fifty-eight points, and you've got what is that? Sixty-three. Uh, yes. Um, take the under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we think. Well, even if it's thirty-five to twenty-eight or thirty-four to twenty-four, that would be less points than. The first half of the Oklahoma Oklahoma yeah. State game. I just don't think there's that seventy six points. Yeah, it's out of control. It's no like defense. It's like a flag football game. No defense. Yeah, that's what I love about the Big Twelve. The, their games are all. There's always a handful of those every year. There's just these shootouts, Shots. just right back and forth. And then you go and you turn over and you watch. 
Kentucky against Vanderbilt, and you're like, oh my goodness. Seven to three in yes. the third quarter. Yes. And there are 1,600 fans <laughs> in the stadium. And it's just more fun to watch to me. Yeah. The Big 12 games are more exciting than any other conference for that reason. The Pac-12 are exciting too, but mm-hmm. it's just the Big 12 just always, it always happens. Yep. Bedlam. What's better so, last week? We are our butt hurt tech fans. Do you think they're ready to, for us to talk about Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech? Hey, from what I am gonna say, then they they will probably enjoy it. Virginia Tech, a three point road favorite, coming into the flats. Is it the flats? Yes. Bobby Dodd. Yes. <sighs> The joke by Coke, some people say. The joke by Coke. Mm, interesting. I've never heard that before. <laughs> you haven't? Uh, Virginia Tech uh, traveling to the North Avenue Trade School to take on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, uh, kind of a heartbreaking loss last week up in Virginia. Maybe they were looking ahead to this matchup with Virginia Tech. Trying to get back into the ACC Coastal Race. Uh, the, uh, but they can play spoiler for Virginia Tech and improve their, their ranking. Georgia Tech needs... Uh, this game, you you really don't want. If you're Georgia Tech, you want to win this. You want to win them all, but you've got uh, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Georgia on the schedule. You want to win this game. You want to win the next game, and then let the chips fall where they may with yeah. Georgia. You don't you don't want to get you don't want to get to the number one team in the nation. And say, oh, we have to win this game in order to become bowls. Yeah, for you, sure. No, yeah, can't um, be in that situation. Virginia Tech got beat up last week a little bit by Miami. It's going to be interesting to see if there's a hangover from that loss. You know, Georgia Tech's a team that nobody wants to play without an extra week. They're so much easier to play with a bye week to get healthy to understand those read options. Virginia Tech has got Tech has a pretty good defense. They won't have to worry about the pass as much. I mean, Ricky June can can sneak out of there. But how has Foster done historically against? Paul Johnson's offense. I think he's done pretty good. Has he? Yeah. I haven't I haven't paid attention enough to know. Well let's let's take this. But stick. it's always interesting to me to see certain defensive coordinators and coaches have tend to handle that better than others. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just curious, as good as he is, I'm just wondering if he you know, in the last nine years, eight years has has done well against the triple option. Um, if we go back so Johnson was what, 08 his first year? Yeah. So they scored 30 points, 21 points, 27 points, 10 points, 17 points, 26 points, 21 points, 28 points, and 17 points. So they've gotten above 25 points twice. No, three times. So you wouldn't expect them to put up 40. Correct. Right. Oh. So I... Let's take all these numbers out. Um, they, Georgia Tech better win this game. I don't think they do win this game. I think Virginia Tech gets refocused. I think they, they have a defense that's athletic, that understands how to uh, play that option. Josh Jackson, man, he's been Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson? Yeah. Thank you. I almost called him Josh Johnson for some reason. Josh Johnson was just signed this this week, by the way, in the NFL. Huh? Uh, been pretty efficient at quarterback. I don't think uh, – I just think they'll be able to, to run the ball a little bit better against Tech. Tech may get stymied. Although you gave me a great weather stat today that, that, might, that you might have been using to, 
to sway me about what Tech is. Yeah, it popped up on Twitter. Yeah. Well, no. Virginia Tech 35, Georgia Tech 31. Okay. So Art, after bad-mouthing Tech and talking about they're not going to make a bowl and how you spent six or seven minutes just bashing them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it picks against them. So I think Tech will win this game straight up. I, I think they'll – I got them 28-27. to 27. And it's just one of those games. It's an early kickoff, a noon kickoff. And uh, Virginia Tech comes in there after the big game last week losing. And you're going to come at, at noon and kick off against this offense. I, I just don't think – these are the types of games that, to me, that from the outside looking in, it seems like Tech – wins a handful of these every year and beats somebody you wouldn't expect them to. And I'm not I'm just not sold on Virginia Tech being all that great. So I think Georgia Tech will will hit enough big plays and score enough points to get a win and get that one game closer to where they just have to beat Duke to make a ball. There you have Out it. in Boise or something. Yep, the Emerald Nuts Bowl or something like that. Uh let's go. So see it's not all hate for Tech. Not all. You, yeah. you, you, you're a little bit nicer to take than I am. Um, On air. <laughs> that's it's the only thing the listeners need to know, right? Okay. I don't, perception. I don't perception believe in being cruel on on when people are nice enough to take their time to listen to us. I'm not just gonna rip them to shreds. Unless they're school. They're, unless they're Florida. Florida. Even I'm not that mean to Florida. You know, I make fun of them, but the um. There's not that much that I that I just detest and am just mean and and filled with spite for. Yeah, not like any of these teams. It's tech far and away. Right. But yeah, I'm not gonna sit up here. If there's any school that I could rip their morals and ethics, it's Auburn because them to me after 2010, that's when it became. I, I just couldn't stand. I didn't have a huge problem with Auburn before that. It mm-hmm. was kind of like playing against your brother you know right. it, it, you don't hate them and then cam and nick fairley came along and the rest is history but we'll get to auburn yes. later yes we will that will be our wild card i think tonight the auburn tigers um bama bama's a 14 point road favorite at mississippi state more cow more cow Bell. More cowbell. All right. So I, I started to write out like a whole bunch of notes, and I was kind of in a rush last night. <laughs> and I, I got to um, the end of – I asked myself a question, right? What did you ask yourself? I said, is this the same Mississippi State that got waxed by Georgia 31-3? to Uh-huh, it is. And I when I typed that question out, and then I responded to myself, so I was kind of playing <laughs> – I don't know, role-playing with myself, which is weird. <laughs> and I answered my own question and said, okay, no analysis needed. No. Bama covers easily. Yeah. Literally my, my you know, you're not getting in-depth, break it down, uh-uh. Greg McElroy analysis here. Uh, you're Mississippi State, you're Bama. Unless the referees conspire against Bama, that's the only way Mississippi State. And I know that the petition has been circulated throughout Bama Nation. Yeah. So, um, well, if you look at it, you know, go the transitive route. Uh, LSU beat, I mean, Mississippi State beat LSU by what, 30? And mm-hmm. then 
Um, LSU only lost by 14, so mm-hmm. there's a 16-point difference there. So you're telling me Mississippi State... I don't even know what that means. You, Mississippi that State 30, Alabama 14 is what you're telling me? Honestly, I started saying it, and then I don't know where I would want to take it from there. Um, I, and I didn't get my score. I, I, 28 to 10 is my score. 28 to 10? Yes, I'm taking Bama to cover. So Mississippi State scores more touchdowns against Saban than they did against Kirby. Yes. Yeah. Because they are at home, right? Because the referees cheat, Alabama. <laughs> That's why. Hey, the referees tackled Nick Chubb this week, so you never know. You never know what to uh, what to expect from them. I'm with you, 31-13, Bama. Nothing needs to be said about that. It's if Mississippi State upsets them or keeps it close, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But neither one of us sees it happening. No. Um, Bama's still number two, by the way. Uh, yes, to all the Bama fans out there. You're not number one. Yes, so please call Paul Feinbaum and wonder why. <laughs> Paul, Paul. Why, and discuss why you're not number one. It's just one. fun to say that, though. Bama, you're not number one. You're not the best. Right, so you had a you had a run. You didn't end last season number one either, No, you didn't, by did the way. No. No. No? Ran out of time, whatever you want to call it. You lost. Yeah. So, anyways, we just like to throw that out there. Because I'm so tired of Bama. I don't hate Bama, but... I'm so tired of them. I think most fatigue. people are. It's for just real. fatigue. I think everybody is. One one game, one team I'm not fatigued of, or one matchup where I would not be fatigued about is to watch Notre Dame and Miami battle it out every year. And we get a chance. We had a chance last year to see them rekindle the rivalry. This year, uh, the game actually means something. You got means a whole lot. Maybe the biggest game of the week, unless you say Oklahoma TCU. Possibly. I mean, George uh, Auburn's a big one, too. Yeah, it's, but in terms of where these teams are ranked. Oh, yeah, and the, what they're playing for. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, yeah, because Georgia could lose to Auburn and win out and make it. Right. So, and Auburn's number, you know, this is win or lose, do or die for them. But, yeah, as far as national implications and a playoff chance, these are basically playing games. It's eliminated. For all, you know, all four teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Notre Dame. Or not, you're, you're right, not playing, but elimination yeah. games. So Notre Dame, a three and a half point favorite on the road in Miami. Uh, pretty uh, electric atmosphere, at least from the television screen uh, that I saw last week down in Miami. The Miami Knights unis. Did you like those? The black uniforms. I hated them. Absolutely, I hate gimmicky uniforms. I do too. I absolutely. Especially hate when you give them a name. Yeah, it's like Nike. Don't call them Miami Knights. No. Just it's just black, black uniform. I don't yeah. mind different uniforms, but I don't like making a big deal it's about it. Gimmicky, man. Yeah, gimmicky. I hate yeah, gimmicks. Recruits like them. I guess I'm. I'm just an old curmudgeon. That's that's part of the problem. Bitter. Yeah. Yes. Very bitter. Um, Notre Dame. Uh, I tell you what. The closest game they had since the Georgia loss was last week. Eleven point victory to Wake Forest, which is shocking. You think they would blow away? It's just eleven. It's just eleven. I missed that. I don't know if it was close as an eleven at eleven points because I refuse to watch Notre Dame just because because I don't like Notre Dame. You know what though? We're missing out by not watching Notre Dame because Tarico and Flutie are good. Flutie especially. Tarico's yeah, oh, he's Tarico. You know right. him. They they are a great team, and with all these awful broadcasters on the on doing these games. I wish I could listen to those two more. Hmm. I will have to check that out. Uh, no, they won't be doing this game. This will be the ABC primetime oh, it game. Is? If I'm not, yeah. So you get Herbie, uh, Herbie and Fowler. I think, I think so. So back to back weeks 
for Miami on primetime. Game day, college game day, will be on the campus. And for those of you who don't know, the stadium uh, is not on campus at Miami. So they, they're down in Coral So they're going to be on they, campus and then... Right. And they'll then you have to make your way down or up to... Uh, when was the last time they were on Miami's campus, do you think? Never. Never? I don't think game they've day? ever... Game day's ever been at Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. That's a big deal. So. If anybody still watches game day. Yeah. I kind of know what's on and it's like... Um, no, it's just yeah, it's, it's just, just tired. How much? How much? Over it. Yeah, I got Notre Dame winning this game, twenty-seven, twenty-six. Uh, You're not a believer uh, in the U. I believe that they will prevent Notre Dame from covering. Is what I because you've kind of you, you, like you mentioned, you haven't bought into Notre Dame much or for most of the season, right. and I haven't bought into Miami either. That's and true. I, and this is coming from a fan. What did I say? Miami's back when they won a national title. Yeah, that's my opinion. Uh, you know, you're not back when you you're in the playoff picture. I mean, that's great. That's a that's a stepping stone. We you expect to be there, um, but I just I think as this is this is going way off the rails here. But as a society, we're so enamored with mediocrity. So as soon as something becomes, oh man, um, I I shot. Uh, at the goal and I scored and I did everything my coach told me or I went to work today and I did my job so we want to pat on the back, right? Mm-hmm. Or do what you're supposed to do. And it's, you know, we don't really award or accentuate the the achievement. It's like, all right, well, Miami, the achievement is you're in the top 15. I, I don't think I don't think you downplay that. I think it's great where Miami is, but I don't think you settle and say, okay, we're back. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's... Enjoy the ride. Absolutely enjoy the ride as long as it lasts. But to say um, you're back, that sounds like something that Central Florida would say. Oh, we, we, we were in the top ten. We're back. You're back being relevant, though, and in the discussion, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, for now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my – I probably went a little bit too long on Miami. And How are Miami's DBs? Very thin. Are they? Uh, but I will tell you, it's been entertaining to watch Sheldrick, Sheldrick – Red wine, if I can get red wine, red red wine. You so be it's going to be red wine against Equinemius. Yes, yes. Oh. So Sheldrick, red wine, and uh, Michael Jackson will make an appearance in the Miami secondary. Maybe the best uh, cover corner on the Hurricanes defense, Michael Jackson. Not with the glove, but his name is Michael. His Jackson? name is Michael Jackson. Yes, oh, nice. Um, the the problem with Miami's secondary is they're just thin. Red wine's been hurt a couple times, and are they big? Uh, not extremely. Cause they you they I mean, Notre Dame's got some big old receivers like we mentioned, but that's not their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what they they're gonna pound you on the ground. And that seems like after they lost us, that's kind of what they decided. This is gonna be our our identity, mm-hmm. and we're gonna roll with this, and just just roll over people with that offensive line that preseason people were saying it's one of the best in the country and their whole left side is going to be in the NFL next year. And then Georgia kind of ate their offensive line all game and, and it was, well, maybe they're not that good. Um, but it, it seems like they've bounced right back and have just been crushing people on the ground. Uh, Miami's defense, similar to Georgia, you'd say, athletically. As talented as Georgia, maybe not a Roquan Smith on the Miami yeah, defensive I would, front. I, I think um, that front, the 
the front four probably is not, you know, there's not a Trent Thompson there mm-hmm. or a Lorenzo Carter, but the linebacking core, I would say, yeah. And I, like I said, I don't know enough about the secondary. Georgia secondary is not super talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a walk-on starting, a former walk-on, and uh, and it's guy and a three-star. You know, it's not elite guys that are going to be in the NFL. There's not DeAndre Baker's the closest thing to a shutdown guy, but it they're just solid. Don't let guys get behind you, and we rely on the front seven to apply the pressure, right? So, yeah, probably. Probably comparable. I don't. You could tell me more than. Are they your linebackers are speed guys too, right? Uh, speed, At least two of the three. Two, yes. And so then, and that's that's the big thing. That's what we did. It's just contain Wimbush. Mm-hmm. Don't let him get outside, and then just on those just sideline to sideline, get to him, make plays. You know, don't let him get outside you. So I would think that. I mean, I don't know your front four how stout they are because Georgia kind of just pushed the. Push the line of scrimmage back right, from the right. beginning. So, if you can do that, yeah, absolutely, you're gonna have your way with them. I don't think, I don't think Miami will win. I've got you. So you have, you don't have Notre Dame covering. Correct. I do. I'll pick them twenty twenty four to win. It's just, uh, I, I think they're, I think they'll be too physical by the end of the game, and they'll kind of, kind of pull away. And mm. uh, Rozier might make a mistake or two. Because Notre Dame's defense is pretty good, too. They're pretty good. Rozier will make a mistake. Not might. He will. Yeah. Can Miami's defense, you know, overcome his, his misgivings? Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to our final game, fifth and final game. And by your notes, it's Auburn against UG. <laughs> yes. That's funny, though. Uh, yeah. University of Georgia, right? UG. Big... Yeah, that's how we see it in Florida, University yeah. of Florida. It's, it makes sense. The um, <laughs> three points. So I think the initial spread was one. It's either Oof. one or one and a half. Oof. So it's Oof. climbed up a little bit, but more money's going to Auburn here late. Why? It's it's tough, man. I this is the hardest pick for me of a Georgia game since Notre Dame, and it's I'm I'm going back and forth. So part of the day, I'll feel like. I don't think Auburn's all that great, but I think de- their defensive line is very good, and their pass rush is good, and they have enough. They have enough potential for explosive, explosive plays on offense. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think Carryon Johnson's going to run for 150 yards, but we can be beat deep, and they're desperate. So I, I part of me thinks. Yeah, Auburn's not all that great. They lost to LSU. They they couldn't score any points in the second half, and they, you know, Mercer had them tied at the half basically. Mm-hmm. And we should win by 10, 15, something like that. But then part of me says they're they're very dangerous. They're backed into a corner. This is Fromm's really second really hostile environment because he had Tennessee and Notre Dame was about half half and half. So. Right. And he didn't play all that great early against Tennessee. Now he's had, whatever, five games since then. So I don't really think of him as a true freshman. But part of me thinks Auburn could easily win this game as well. So I'm, mm. I'm just, I'm just mm. I don't feel all that confident about it. I feel good about our chances. And at this point, we're, to me, we're playing with house money as much as it's – I mean, I thought two or three losses this year. And so I – any Georgia fans should be completely happy with this season no matter what happens. Assuming we don't lose three games 
And a lost attack would be very <laughs> lame. But, I mean, at this point, you're number one in the country after last year, five losses, third in the East. So it's kind of all icing on the cake at this point. So, um, but man, it's just hard for me to, it's hard for me to get a read on this one. Well, I just don't know what to expect. I, I get my notes that, that I, I realize Auburn's defense is stout and tough, but Sony and Nick back there, you, you got to think, hey, what's the game plan for Georgia? Let's, let's make, Let's make Fromm throw, right? That and every single when, game. When he's thrown the ball, he's looked pretty good. Yeah. Hasn't he? I yeah, mean, he's he's the top passer rating, most efficient passer in the SEC. When he's needed to throw, he's been great. Third down conversions are – he's fantastic on third downs. Throwing those silly slant patterns, right? <laughs> Slants and hitches, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it really is just you could copy and paste every week what, what they're going to say. Well – fans and stuff well we just have to stop the run and make Fromm beat us just make Fromm beat us every single team we've played has tried to make Fromm beat him right and it hasn't worked right this is probably the most talented defense we've played maybe they maybe they have a chance to but you know it's he just can't make big the big mistake to me limit the turnovers if he can if we can stay even or Minus one in the turnover margin, we should be okay. But Fromm can't go out and turn it over twice in the first no. half. He can't pull a Malik Rozier and throw three interceptions. Yeah. I don't think he will. But, I mean, Auburn's given up. They've given up some points and yards this year to teams. They haven't been some lights out. And I think their D-line last year was better with Adams and Russell and all them. Um, who was he at? Lawson. So, I, I don't, I'm not terrified of them, overly intimidated. I think they can. The O line's good enough to to open lanes for Nick and Sony, and DeAndre Swift, who's in passing downs, has become very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, I man, it's and I think special teams could be a big factor because they have one of the best kickers in the country, but their special team units have not been all that great. So that could be big to me. It's just weather the first quarter, you know. Weather the Don't lose it in yeah. the first. And, and stick around and either have a lead or be within a score. You can't get down two or three touchdowns in the first half to me. And at that point, you are having to throw. And then Jeff Holland and the, their defensive line gets to tee off. So just stick around. It's going to be loud and rowdy. And they're going to be playing high on emotion in the first quarter. And just silence them like you did to Tennessee, like you did in Notre Dame. Just silence them. You got a score prediction for me? Three point is our spread. Yeah. What you got? So I, I, I was thinking or earlier in the week I had settled on twenty seventeen Georgia. I'm gonna go twenty four twenty Georgia. Okay. To cover. I'll give Auburn twenty points. Yeah. But Georgia will just have enough late in the game. And they will either get a fourth down stop or a pick on the last drive to seal it out and Nick will Nick will run the clock out. And hey, let's point out um, he most likely will pass Bo Jackson on the career uh, rushing yardage for his career in mm-hmm. the record books. At Auburn, so that's huh? pretty sweet. To, yeah, mm-hmm. to go into Auburn and Bo will be there and to pass Bo Jackson. I'm looking forward to that. Let's hope that happens for the sake of UGA fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like Georgia to score two touchdowns, a field goal, and a safety. I've got Georgia with hey, 19. I like that. Georgia with 19, Auburn with 13. I don't think Auburn can score many points on this Georgia defense. We talked over and 
over and over and over and over and over and over and over and over and over and over and over again about Auburn's defense. But it's time to give Georgia's defense a little bit of respect. The respect they deserve. They're nasty, man, and healthy. And Natrez Patrick comes back this week. He was suspended four games for for his arrest, a starting inside linebacker. And he's a physical guy. I mean, he's a big, big dude out there. So that's a big boost to the middle of the field against um, a rushing attack that you know is going to try to try to nail you and establish the run with Carryon Johnson. So, so it's a big we deal. Both of us are picking Georgia. Georgia. To uh, can we talk about Auburn in their gosh legal troubles? Oh my gosh! Can they can it get any worse? For the Auburn? cloud of uncertainty floating above. So so their athletic director has resigned. Right. He was going to be fired anyways. He is leaving a mess, boy. Absolute a mess. Disaster. It's like, let me find the exact details of what all is going on, because most people it's, it's probably know about the basketball. Right. Basketball. That's, that's that's the headliner. But right. If you're kind of far if, far deeper. If than you're that. in the know, and and we we can't reveal all of our sources, but if you're in the know, or if simply if you have Google, uh, do you have the Google? If you have the Google. You can kind of see where Auburn stands. Not pretty. Not pretty right now. So, hold on. I'm trying to pull it up here. Yes. So, an ongoing Title IX investigation in the softball, federal lawsuits in baseball and track, a tutoring investigation with a football player, and an FBI investigation into basketball, and a head basketball coach who is refusing to cooperate with the law firm that the university hired. So won't even talk to his own, their School's own lawyer. attorney, right? Had their cell phones and laptops seized by the FBI. It's not good. I mean, that's and, and you know the whole bas- the softball situation with the coach and his son. You and, know, indiscretions the, there. Yes, uh, some sexual indiscretions. Um, and and just overall, that's a school that it. I think the after the Cam Newton thing. I mean. That they it kind of emboldened schools to do whatever they want and say, because the NCAA doesn't have subpoena power, they're spineless, right. you know, they can't do anything. So, unless you have someone that recorded something bad happening, you're not going to get anything. They had Quentin Groves, uh, defensive end for them in the early 2000s, came out and, and on HBO and said, Yeah, I was paid at Auburn and this, 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 whatever. And nothing happened, you know. So, I think that whole. Whoa, the cam thing was a bad, bad precedent, and it kind of made them even bolder. And they just don't—they don't care. To me, we're not don't care. They just can get away with whatever they want. The same thing with this UNC thing. So, I, but it seems like it's—it's kind of coming home to roost here with all of these. Man, that's five major investigations going on in, in different, different sports. sports. Yeah, that's that's what's troubling, right? It's, yeah, you want to talk about a lack of institutional control. And I don't know if, if we'll ever see another death penalty, right? It's, yeah, I don't think so. It's too much moolah. Right. But God almighty. I mean, uh, the Nevin Shapiro stuff at Miami was bad. I mean, that, we're, we're not going to dance around that. Things at, U- at UNC... We're bad. That uh, was as bad as anything. Penn, yeah. Penn State, that was bad. That was ugly. That was very unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, we're going from five different programs with federal investigations. That's, 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 that just that's, doesn't happen. It's like textbook 
lack of institutional control. Right. If there's an, any other situation to perfectly uh, meet that definition of institutional control, that's that's it because that's across the spectrum. It's not like one bad seat. It's not like Jim Herrick having his son teach a basketball class right. at Georgia. This is multiple coaches, multiple people in different sport, all through the athletic department. It just it 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 stinks. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's not good. And 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 let's 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 open up here. We're not trying to bash Auburn here. We're just looking at the situation that's going on at that university and saying something's got to give. Yeah, you know, I think there's value to an education at Auburn University. Uh, but I would question if I had a child. That or a son or daughter, I say child, a young adult that was getting ready to send off to college to play sports at Auburn, I would, I would have a little bit of pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole the whole culture there just seems to be, and I'm sure it's a lack of leadership or leadership that just doesn't care because mm-hmm. it's um. I mean, I, I didn't even realize I knew I heard about the softball thing. I knew there was a like kind of a spat with the baseball coach. And then this this Chuck person basketball stuff comes out, which Bruce Pearl. I mean, did, is this Gosh. a surprise to anyone? No one should be shot by this. No. It just follow, it's like Lane Kiffin. It just follows these guys around, right? Right. It's just he's sleazy. That's who he is. He had a show cause penalty. They hired him before it was up and got basically granted. You know, yeah, that's that's fine. He um. That's just what he does, and when you go to a school that doesn't worry about compliance as much, why are you the least bit surprised that he's cheating again? Just yeah. I mean, if you yeah, exactly. You you hire someone that is known for questionable ethics, and then I mean, and if I were him, honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to those lawyers if I didn't have to because this is the FBI. This goes beyond the NCAA and him getting a show calls penalty, right? Right. right. I mean, you'd be in jail. Right. Right. So he's probably right for not talking to them any more than he has to. You know, just just things could get messy, man. I mean, they're already messy, but and like I said, the the athletic directors resign, so whoever comes in is going to have cleaning up to do, and I'm sure they'll put on the the cowboy hat and sheriff and be you know, a strict person. Cause you know, when coaches get fired for cheating, the next guy that comes in is always squeaky yeah. clean. And that's their mission is to, like Dennis Felton after Jim Herrick was right. just Mr. The pendulum always shifts. Like yeah. you know, it's almost like an overreaction. Yeah. And as, not just don't a, cheat. Right. You don't have to be Mr. Rogers, but just don't cheat. Right. I don't know. Well, the poor tiger plainsman. All right. Let's let's, so we bashed Georgia tech and we bashed Auburn this, uh-huh. this week. I've bashed Georgia tech. I don't want to say we bashed Auburn. We just kind of made our listeners aware just, of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, just giving our opinion on their the current state of things. It's not bashing when you talk about actual facts and things that are going on. It's right. just pointing out something's yeah. rotten over there. Yep, and it needs to change. So hopefully it gets back. I mean, it's not that college football or basketball or baseball or fast-pitch softball is better when Auburn's better, but, you know, you just... With any sport or any university, you hate having this cloud over it. Yeah, and we're going to have so much of it. And I'm just tired. With all the sports is an escape, you know, Mm -hmm. from the reality and politics and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's seemingly harder and harder each day to avoid, you know. And and so right now you've got the divisive political landscape. You've got the Harvey Weinstein stuff going on. Just Mm -hmm. all this stuff, all our, you know, the mass murder. And so now you're starting to 
these things coming into sports and it's just sad to uh you just want to get away from all that so when you see these allegations of basically sexual assault sort of things and all this corruption it's just uh yeah it's just sad so hopefully hopefully this week uh, we can take advantage of some games uh entertaining games kind of more chaos maybe yes unexpected places yeah what happens if FSU plays the game of their lives and knocks off Clemson? Jimbo rallies the troops and all Josh Sweat, Brian Burns, all that defense plays up. James Blackman plays out of his mind. Or they decide to play Bailey Hockman from McEachern. They could do that. You can't sniff the field. Um, I mean, something like that. What are the chances? I, I would say the top 10 team with the best chance to lose. Um, it's, you can't really say... F- Five or six, obviously one of those is going to lose. But right. on the not, I would say Wisconsin and Iowa. No, but uh, yeah, or Washington. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm pulling or, for I'm pulling for Iowa this week. I am too. Bye bye Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, just knock them out of the top ten. Period. Just and actually, what would be great if Michigan State beat Ohio State? I would really like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that Michigan State is ranked higher than Ohio State, but if Ohio State never won another game again, that would be too soon. Oh, absolutely. That's their per- per- uh, chance to win? Uh, what is that? Yes. 52.7. So Auburn has a 52 chance. 52%? Yes. Because look at Michigan State. 9.9% and they're ranked higher. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. Whatever. But like we uh, said at lunch, Iowa last week had an 11% FPI chance to be at Ohio State and they throttled them. Yeah, take your numbers and shove them somewhere. There's no, that's what we, yeah, one thing we were talking about at lunch, there's no algorithm to predict football exactly games. Right. And, and basketball games it might be a little bit easier, but football, no, you can't, college football. You don't you, know who's going to be can't. up for a game or right. who's going to, you know, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Are we done are that's we, it, we're and that's all, man. All right. Well, we, we thank you all for listening. Uh, our apologies to uh, those fan bases at Auburn and, uh, and, and Georgia Tech. You were just... If you, you just, felt slighted. You were just a whipping boy this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. we got two weeks until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's two weeks oh, from my today. favorite day of the year. You're going to gorge yourself on turkey. And pecan pie. Ooh. Yeah. Pecan, by the way. Not pecan. No, pecan. Not pecan. Those and so, pecan um, trees. So yeah, everybody enjoy this week and and just savor it because there's not much college football left. Gosh, remember when we were salivating over the start of the season? Yeah. And now we're we're on like the the last third of the se- the regular yeah. season. This is great. Three great. games left. <sighs> Soak it up and savor it because then we're gonna have five hundred days of meaningless five hundred meaningless bowls, and then it's. Gone. But then there's college basketball, so yeah, and then That's spring sign- practice and signing day, and yeah, so and then baseball. Yay! We didn't break down the World Series. I did watch that though. Uh, Parts of it. Astros win the World Series. For those of you who are not in the sports, I like that. I like seeing that. For anyone who's not in the sports and gets their sports news from us. <laughs> That's exactly my Astros thought. win. Astros win. Yeah. Uh, so. All right, y'all. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Have a great weekend week. Thanks for listening. Share us. Share that podcast. Share it with your friends on mm-hmm. iTunes. Share it with them on Twitter. Do whatever you got to do, and uh, we'd appreciate it.
comment, feed us, give us some feedback. We love the feedback. Yeah, and, and you can still make picks. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get some uh, standings up there. We've yeah, kind of been slacking on yeah, that. that's part of my fault. I've been busy breaking down high school football games and not. Too busy. Yeah. We'll get we'll get back at it. Uh, we just know that nobody's taking our money. We do that. Uh-uh, not going to happen. Nope. Have a great week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.